Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425 should you wish to be a part of this here program. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm exchanging messages with, with someone about home sales and talking about the, the cash home sales. You know, Purdue, for example, had somebody show up at his house. Uh, an offer cash and and took it. Uh, you know, we actually had two separate realtor groups for our house make cash offers that were about $200,000 more than what even I think our house is worth. Cash offers. And I was really tempted to take them, except there would be absolutely no place to move. I mean, we don't have a giant house, but I couldn't find one that size uh, for a reasonable price anywhere near where we lived. So there was no point in even taking the cash. I would have loved to have taken the cash offer. There's just absolutely no reason to do it, though. It would have been insane. We would have had to go find a double wide somewhere, and I think the double wides right now are about the price of our house. There's just there's no point. It's a bizarre market, and and all of these social media companies I was talking about before we left the program. Hi, how are you? It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. As I was saying at the end of the last hour, all these social media companies' stocks are crashing because it appears a recession is coming, and so many of these tech companies, as their bubble bursts, they've woven themselves into the housing market in different ways, and um, everything's going to collapse. You've got a lot of companies that have been relying on tech companies to do automated home buying and uh, essentially snap up houses before homeowners can get them, forcing homeowners into tenancy. All of this stuff is going to start collapsing now. As advertisers are starting to pull back and and the whole economy is going to go into turmoil, prepare yourselves. Now, I would like to talk about something else. Um, I want to start with this. YouTube. This is from The Hollywood Reporter. YouTube will continue to fight misinformation for the foreseeable future. The video platform CEO Susan Wozicki, I have no idea, W-O-J-C-I-C-K-I, I I assume she's Polish. Um, Susan said during an interview, at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. I think there will always be work that we will have to do because there will always be incentives for people to keep creating misinformation. There will be different ways for people to try and trick our systems. Misinformation is not new to the Internet. It has been around for all time. But we see that there is real risk and we have put in a lot of effort, she added, after noting that after all the work we've put in, I think we have come a long way. She also said that they will begin addressing content moderation, advertising concerns, and misinformation related to abortion. 
giving the example of a user posting a video saying that abortion was illegal in a state where it was actually allowed. Do you know that there is a lot of actual scientific evidence that abortion increases the risk of breast cancer? There actually is a lot of evidence there, but the abortion industry has convinced everyone it's disinformation and misinformation. Uh, They use their own scientists, just as there are scientists who say vaccines cause autism, there are scientists who say this isn't true. But actually, you look at the patterns compellingly when you take the politics out of it. Yeah, there actually is some compelling scientific studies that show that abortion increases the risk of breast cancer. And yet that will be labeled misinformation, I'm sure. Now, I highlight all of this. Because she said this at the World Economic Forum, where they're focusing on misinformation and disinformation, and they're saying all sorts of crazy things out there. Uh, you've got um, you've got John Kerry at the World Economic Forum talking about climate change. I mean, the man is a zealot on climate change. You've got the Alibaba group president. That's the Chinese company. Well, let me just play you his stuff before we even get to, to John Kerry's stuff. This is bizarre. This is the president of, of the uh, Chinese version of Amazon, Alibaba. Listen to this. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Hmm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. On Alibaba, a Chinese platform, uh, wait until Amazon tries to deploy it here and watch what happens. But then there's John Kerry. Listen to some of John Kerry's statements on climate change. Climate is not a bilateral issue between the United States and China. Climate is a multilateral, universal existential issue for everybody and unless china and the united states together try to find a way forward and other countries are involved obviously but unless we do that um we can't get where we need to go one more from john Kerry at davos you say where do we stand now we, we stand on a precipice and if you pull back from the precipice and do the things we need to do We have an incredible future ahead of us with the capacity to open up a brand new, unbelievable uh, economy globally in the world's greatest transformation ever as we move to a new energy economy, as we get pollution out of the air, which is what is causing the climate crisis. People forget greenhouse gases are pollution and 15 million people a year die because of the quality of the air around the world, which comes principally from fossil fuel burning that is not mitigated, abated. And so we stand on the precipice of being able to move away from that. Now, all these things get talked about, and there's something you should note and you should pay attention to. It's all out in the open. There is a cottage industry of conspiracy theorists in America and around the world, convinced that the World Economic Forum is the new Illuminati in control of everything. 
Uh, one world government. There are governments that have fallen under the influence of the World Economic Forum. The Netherlands, most famously, in a Freedom of Information Act request, or the, the Netherlands version of it, found that uh, the World Economic Forum had been very good at shaping economic policy in the Netherlands. But it's generally not that successful globally. Um, so let's 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 take a step back here because I'm actually I, I'm I'm fascinated by the topic generally. But uh, Davos is happening this week. They always meet in Davos, Switzerland. There are people in the world who get together and like to hang out with like-minded people within the same social stratosphere. I got a buddy of mine who's got an RV, and he likes to RV with a bunch of other RVers, and they get together out in the West. They hang out. In the evening, the kids are all playing. The parents are smoking a little weed they picked up somewhere in, on the West, Colorado, Las Vegas, somewhere. And they all hang out together. They're like-minded people. They're drinking their, their um, natural lights and, and smoking some weed, enjoying nature out there with their RV lifestyle. It's a thing. I've got a buddy of mine who gets together with friends of his and is in his socioeconomic demographic. And they like to go golfing. They take a guy's trip. And it's turned into about uh, 15 of them. They're all uh, upper middle management in corporations. They make low six figures income. They're all married. They got kids. They save money. They take a guy's trip every year. They go play golf together for a weekend, have a few beers, unwind away from family. It's what they do. And then you have the world's super rich who do not have the same problems you and I have. They don't have to worry about their mortgage. They have to worry about their private jet. Their difficulty is not their house needing a new roof, but which of their five houses they will stay in next week. They live in extraordinarily luxurious life and they like to hang out with people who have the same lifestyle as them and these people view themselves as a new aristocracy and so you know what these rich people do is they fly to Davos Switzerland once a year and they hang out together for like a great books chat did you read the new Tom Friedman? Oh, he's so insightful. That thing he said on China. Oh my gosh, I had to go to the bathroom and read it. I, it, it these are these are people who are uh, failed husbands and wives, failed fathers and mothers who have uh, put their money ahead of their children and their lives, and they view themselves as doing the greater good for society. They view their interests as the greater interests of society and view themselves as paternalistically in charge of everything. But here's the thing. Do you, I know some of these people. They are well outside my league. I think they're somewhat fascinated by me. I'm, I'm like uh, I have, having a little zoological experiment. Well, what does the middle class think? Well, the middle class thinks you're a bunch of Illuminati trying to run the world. Oh, we're not trying to run the world. We're trying to save the world. Well, you're not really trying to save the world when you're flying your private jets to Europe to talk about climate change. They don't get it. They're out of touch. But here's the thing. 
that defeats all of the conspiracy theories. Like, you know, one, one of the ideas was this idea of a great reset, that they could use COVID as a way to reset the global economy and focus on climate change. And you do see a lot of rich Democrats embrace this secular, progressive thinking that comes out of Davos. We see it with the, the administration. We see it with the, with the um, Biden administration. It does come this idea of the Great Reset, of we can restart the world from COVID and go in different directions through a technocratic managerial class. Here's the problem. At the end of the day, there's a thing, particularly in this country and in Great Britain, called voters. The voters pulled Britain out of the European Union. The voters put Donald Trump in the White House, replaced him with Joe Biden, and is about to limit his ability to get anything done by sending a wave of Republicans. The World Economic Forum generates all sorts of conspiracies and conspiracy theorists, but they do it all out in the open. I mean, they tell you what they want to do, and their ideas rarely work. If anything, for a while, some of their ideas caught on, and they've steered us off a fiscal cliff, and there's a backlash coming. They're, they get obsessed about by a bunch of people who are convinced the world is out of their hands. They don't understand the way the world works. The reality is they don't get a whole lot accomplished, and they talk a whole lot, and they put a lot out in the public. And the people who go to these places, they've captured the upper echelons in this country of the Democratic Party, they're thinking as. And as a result, the American public are rejecting them. I get all these sorts of emails all the time saying, what about this? Did you hear what they said at Davos? Yes, they're not keeping it a secret. And so you know what you get to do is vote against the people who support those ideas. It's not a conspiracy. It's a bunch of out-of-touch rich people who think that they're in touch because they're in a bubble. And they're very open about it. And all you have to do is vote against the people who support them, and you win in this country. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm having to do this. If you text the word DATA to 33777, you will get my Georgia Voter Guide. We literally just had somebody call. They're sitting in the parking lot of their polling location saying, can I get the voter list? How do I do it? Um, is, so if you go, if you text the word data to three, three, seven, 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 you will get it. You'll get it back. Uh, but I, I'm just now I'm doing this right now. Literally as I speak, I'm doing this just for you people, just so you know that I love you and I'm taking care of you. If you go to ewerickson.com. EWerickson.com. I'm putting this in right now. Click here for the Georgia Voter Guide. I'm putting it on. Give me one second. I'm going to click it. And now I'm going to save it. And there you go. If you go to EWerickson.com, E W E R I C K S O N. 
you'll see click here for the Georgia Voter Guide. Click on Georgia Voter Guide and you'll see it. So y'all can stop calling Charlie and, and, and asking him. But if you also, if you text the word data, D-A-T-A, just text that single word data to the phone number 33777, you'll get the list. If you need it, you can't text it. You, you don't have text messaging on your phone. You, you've never figured out text messaging. Go to the website, ewerickson.com, and you will see the Georgia Voter Guide. Click the Georgia Voter Guide, and you'll be able to get the Georgia Voter Guide for those of you in Georgia. though, If you're not in Georgia, I don't have a voter guide for you. But before I went into national syndication, I always did a voter guide for people in Georgia because my show was just on in Georgia. And I've still got about 20 stations in Georgia, all over the state of Georgia, and they all want the voter guide that I don't do anymore because now I'm a national host. And so I had to humble myself <laughs> and do a Georgia voter guide. Maybe maybe you'll use it and say these are the people to vote against. I, I don't care. I just want you to have the list of people. Now, I got to tell you again, because I, I mentioned this in the first hour. I don't care where you live in Georgia. When you get through all of the partisan races on the ballot, you get to the nonpartisan races. And the very first one is the Supreme Court of Georgia. It's Verda Colvin, who's the incumbent versus Veronica Joe or Veronica Brinson for the love of all that is decent and holy whether you are a democrat a republican a libertarian a green party member a communist an anarchist a conservative a progressive a moderate a liberal an independent i don't care vote for verda colvin her opponent is just terrible, objectively so. Her opponent is so bad, she got removed by a judge from defending a man who was charged with murder because even the judge could see she was screwing up the guy's case. And he told her, stop filing motions for this guy. You no longer represent him, and she kept doing it. And so he held her in contempt and she appealed the contempt charge to the Georgia Supreme Court. They beat her down. She's a terrible, terrible lawyer. I don't care who you are. You've got to stick around on the ballot, and you've got to vote for Verda Colvin. The crazy woman she's running against cannot be on the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court uphold the, held this woman's contempt. Um, y- y- please, go vote for Verda Colvin for the Georgia Supreme Court. Y'all don't understand how bad her opponent is. There are a lot of options out there. If you're a self-starter and you want to invest on your own, it can be really confusing. And I'm delighted to tell you about SoFi because that's who I use. And now I've got them as an advertiser. If you're a SoFi user, uh, my gosh, you get all sorts of options. Great research. You get the ability to invest in stocks, EFTs, crypto, plan out your retirement. Uh, More importantly, you got people you can call on. I mean, for example, um, I can use SoFi to buy stocks and EFTs and do the deep dive research if I need to and get complimentary financial planners ready to help answer questions. Uh, You can too, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next. You can even save for retirement with traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. They have so many options. If you're into crypto, 
You can also explore crypto. They've got 30 available coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, Dogecoin, and so much more. But more importantly, they've got the number one ranked automated investment tool, their robo-advisor. It takes the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio without having to pay a bunch of experts to do it. I really like SoFi. Y'all, I've tried, you name it, and I probably tried it. And I settled on SoFi and think you will like it as well. Cut through the jargon, make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Eric to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SOFI.com slash Eric. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member Fin. Yesterday, the Washington Post ran a story about George Floyd. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number, should you wish to be on the program, 877-973-7425. And real quick, for those of you anywhere in the state of Georgia who are voting, I have done a voter guide for you. I know it's hard to figure out who these candidates are, so I'm just I, – I did – the in in all the races, well, not all the races, but the statewide, the congressional. Here's who I voted for if I can vote for them on my ballot. Here's who I would have voted for if I lived in their area. Um, and it, so Latham Sadler for Senate, Brian Kemp for Governor, Butch Miller, Lieutenant Governor, Brad Raffensperger, Secretary of State, Chris Carr, Attorney General, Tyler Harper, Commissioner of Agriculture, John King, Commissioner of Insurance, Richard Woods for School Superintendent, Bruce Thompson for Labor Commissioner, Tim Eccles for Public Service, Fitz Johnson for Public Service, Vert Colvin for Justice of the Supreme Court. And then in the contested races there, Buddy Carter for U.S. Congress, District 1, Jeremy Hunt, District 2, Drew Ferguson, District 3, Rich McCormick for the 6th Congressional District, Austin Scott for the 8th, Andrew Clyde for the 9th, David Curry for the 10th, Barry Loudermilk for the 11th, Rick Allen for the 12th, Jennifer Strayan for the 14th. You can get that list by going to ewerickson.com. Up at the very top of the site, you'll see the link. I've put it there. I'll take it down here in a little while. Or you can text the word data to 33777, and I'll send you the link. Now, I want to get to this Washington Post story real quick. Washington Post ran the story yesterday. Headline, how have things changed in your community since George Floyd's death? Here's the subtitle. On May 25th, 2020, George Floyd was shot and killed in police custody. His death sparked outrage, wide-scale protests, and calls to change policing. Two years later, what has or hasn't happened? Anybody see what's wrong with that? On May 25th, 2020, George Floyd was shot and killed in police custody. His death sparked outrage, widespread protests, and calls to change policing. Two years later, what has or hasn't changed? George Floyd was not shot and killed in police custody. A police officer put his knee on George Floyd's neck for over eight minutes. This is the Washington Post whose motto is democracy dies in the darkness, which had to delete the story, rearrange and re-edit the story, and then never told anyone they did it. It was only caught because a, a, a few people, black journalists in particular, were outraged by the story. 
How did it get through the series of editors? How did it get through the fact-checking bureau? How did it get through any of that? The White House released a tweet yesterday that thanks to Joe Biden's leadership, the American military had delivered 76,000 tons of baby formula to the United States. It was actually 76,000 pounds, not tons. That amounts to 40 tons, enough to last for 24 to 48 hours. All of these people from the Washington Post to the Biden administration are concerned about disinformation from the right. All of these people are concerned about the truth. They want the truth. They don't think you have the truth. You got to have the truth. And yet they get basic facts wrong and then say, oops, our bad. But many of those basic facts, they will not change, they will not fix, they will not correct until someone makes it very loudly clear that they screwed up. And yet, they're worried about disinformation. Worried about disinformation. I got to tell you, um, their disinformation is ridiculous view of things because oftentimes it's facts they don't like. Uh, It is, it's just inconvenient truths for them. They don't appreciate the facts that you and I have that are facts, that are truth, that are objective. And yet they do willful things like this. The other thing they're doing is they're beginning to try to deflect blame for the economy. They're trying to do their best to help Joe Biden. Here is um, John Harwood on CNN. Remember, John Harwood used to be an actual reporter. He used to be a political reporter and analyst for CNBC. Now listen to him on CNN. Um, You have a piece uh, for CNN.com right now uh, saying that Washington cannot have an honest conversation or debate about inflation. Why not? Well, mainly because the sideshow gets treated as the main show. And by the sideshow, I mean uh, actions the president has taken, actions the president might take to curb inflation. Those are on the margins of uh, 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 solutions to inflation. The real game is the Federal Reserve. They've started to raise interest rates. And the question about whether or not we have a recession, you played that clip from President Biden earlier, that's really going to turn on how skillful the Federal Reserve is in trying to cool down this economy, raise interest rates enough without tipping the economy into recession. Uh, But the uh, things, the rhetoric the president uses or the steps the president takes, uh, releasing oil from the strategic reserve or denouncing greedy corporations or all that uh, sort of political talk isn't going to do very much. It's it's uh, the inflation control principally rests with the Federal Reserve. And so Jerome Powell is the person who uh, we really should be looking to. Unfortunately, the Fed does not have daily press briefings. The White House does. That's why the attention is focused on the president. But notice the subtle twist there that it's the Fed's fault. It's the Fed's fault. No. 
Federal Reserve policies did not cause a massive amount of money being dumped into the economy. That was all the Democrats. Larry Summers, the former White House economic advisor for Obama and, and, and Clinton, he warned them not to do it, and they dismissed him and said, Larry's old. He doesn't understand modern monetary theory. What he said happened, happened. I want to play for you a CBS News report. It's slightly less than two minutes, so it, it's fair use here. But you got to hear this in context because this is more important than anything else that we're dealing with, that we're talking about. And yet you got guys like Harwood spinning all this, say, well, actually, it's the Federal Reserve. It's not Joe Biden's problem. In the cafeteria at Mead Middle School in Anne Arundel County, Maryland, they always follow the recipe. But this year, they're also learning to improvise. They used to offer five entrees a day here, but now it's down to just one. Eighth grader Elijah Lee has noticed what many students nationwide are seeing. We had no more condiments like ketchup and mustard and the ranch, which I loved. The shifting and shrinking school lunch menu. Supply chain disruptions and the spiraling cost of key ingredients has forced school districts to pull back or make substitutions. At some schools, no more hamburgers or chicken patty sandwiches due to problems and the price of buying buns and ketchup. Instead, at this school, they offer more tacos or bunless options and try to navigate a shortage of healthy options like carrot sticks. Our students are very savvy. They know what they eat, what they want. Even the trays and plates have been in short supply. Plates became unavailable. We had to call those manufacturers and develop those relationships to say, how do we best get the trays we need to service our students? A new survey of school districts nationwide reveals 97% of meal programs reported challenges with higher costs, while 98% acknowledged problems getting some menu items, the supplies, and the ingredients. In one of America's largest school districts, in Montgomery County, Maryland, the local school system has a central kitchen to cook for all 135 elementary schools. That tray of food I get at lunch, that costs more to make than it did last year. Yes. Significantly? Yes, we are up about 15%, 15, sometimes 20% in inflation rates. Costs of some ingredients are so volatile, many U.S. schools are now making last-minute changes to the monthly menu, which used to be set in stone. So we are down to weekly menu planning, and our families and even our students and staff are not used to that. Um... That's really bad because ultimately the taxpayers will bear the burden, particularly the property taxpayers, because most school systems in the country are funded off of property taxes. They and the federal taxpayers, through government subsidy of the lunch program, they're going to see higher costs. They're going to see higher costs. You're having food shortages impacting kids. Remember when the Democrats thought it was demonic to try to cut the school food program because they would be starving babies in the schools and we got to do it for the children. And now you got starving kids in Joe Biden schools because they don't have money to make school lunches. They don't have variety. They don't have a schedule. What about Michelle Obama's program in the schools? How are they going to deal with that? They're not going to. They can't. And now this from Joe Biden. Uh, we are in the work, works now I'm, of our... I'm sorry, that's not Joe Biden. This is the one from Nancy Pelosi. Uh, we are in the work, works now of our Competes Act to uh, address the supply chain, supply gouging and market manipulation, bring down the, the cost of, of price at the pump. And 
That has something to do with the war in Ukraine, but mm-hmm. not everything, but a good deal of it. We're also uh, working on reducing the cost of food for people because of the exploitation, again, of, of the consumer uh, uh, by some in the agriculture industry. Okay, but over and above all of that, understand that unemployment, president created almost 8 million jobs. When unemployment goes, and unemployment was cut in half, when unemployment goes down, inflation has gone up. Uh, not exactly. Not exactly. Yes, it's true that in inflation does go up when the economy is roaring on all cylinders, but typically we get it contained between 3 and 5%. We're at 8%. And notice her dodge there on gas prices. She just completely deflects on gas prices. And this was the audio I wanted. It wasn't, it was, wasn't Biden. It's Biden's Secretary of Energy, Granholm. Should consumers expect record prices into the summer? Oh, I think so. I think uh, prices are not going to come down uh, in the next few months. I mean, summer driving season, you only see an increase in demand. And that's when prices usually go up even further. So there is all this demand pressure on the price of fuel. So that you, um, our Energy Information Administration has said that the price of gasoline is likely to stay above $4 a gallon uh, through this year. Now, let me ask you a question. When the Supreme Court tosses Roe v. Wade, what do you think is going to matter more? Gas prices or killing kids? What do you think is going to matter more? I guess there will be some Democrats who say, well, we can't afford all the kids who are in school right now with their lunches, so abortion's good. Like, you know, Dana Bash, who's a friend of mine, inartfully questioning the current Arkansas governor about if you get rid of Roe v. Wade, what are you going to do with all these poor kids? Um, love them. Find families for them. Take care of them. Change some policies to help help take care of those families as opposed to, uh, well, those poor kids, let's abort them. What was it? Wasn't a good phrase. Wasn't a good way to talk about it. But my gosh, um, you've got inflation. You've got school lunch programs now being affected, which is going to affect property taxes as those costs go up. You've got gas prices going up. The Democrats, this is what they're headed into. Remember yesterday I told you about the memo from the Democratic pollster. He said that voters are making up their minds now and the window is rapidly closing for the Democrats to change things. They're not going to be able to change things when gas prices are going to be high through the summer and Joe Biden is out there telling people, well, we're in a a period of transition to new things. Gas prices may not come back down in price. When the president is telling us we're going to keep having high gas prices, um, we're we got problems. It's going to continue to have amazing economic volatility. You know, we got forty-year high inflation right now and interest rate hikes. We got the gas prices, and that could impact your retirement savings too. Your four hundred one k, your IRA, uh, your other retirement savings. Your money could be at risk. It's a volatile time. You may be able to smooth things out in in your retirement fund with some precious metals. Uh, Now, you should talk to GoldCo about this, 855-904-5933. They'll send you a free wealth protection kit 
to learn how to use gold and silver to protect and grow your money. Thousands of retirees are actually protecting their retirement savings. Many are getting $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it with Gold Coast. So call them, find out how you qualify for their special offer. They've been helping thousands of Americans. They might be able to help you if you text the word Eric, E-R-I-C-K, just text my name to the number 33777. I'll send you back Gold Coast's number. What does it cost you? Nothing. Call them. It's a toll-free number. See if they're a good fit for you. Text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Talk to Gold Coast. See if they can help you. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. Uh, the phone number is 877-973-7425. Uh, there is a website, ewerickson.com, E-W-E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N.com. It's my website. You can also go to ericksonshow.com. They go to the same place. If you live in Georgia, at the very top of it, you'll see a thing. Click here for Georgia Voter Guide. You click there, you'll see all the people I say vote for these guys and gals. You can also get the 24-7 live stream of the show. You can get links to the podcast, links to Substack. All that stuff is at that website. It's all there waiting for you to discover. If you want your voter guide and you don't want to go to the website, if you text the word data to 33777, you can get that. You should subscribe to my Substack, by the way, because you also will get the um, you, you'll get the, the daily show notes email that has all the stuff for show prep, all the links, all of that. It's a good email. You should get it. You should subscribe. You also, I mean, you get all sorts of benefits, but then you also, like, help me be uncancelable. Now, down in middle Georgia where I live, I just, I love this story, actually. Um, so there's a candidate. It's actually a friend of mine, John F. Kennedy. My kid told me to text him and tell him to stay away from hot blondes and convertibles with a name like that. <laughs> John F. Kennedy had this woman running against him. He, she was a a stop the steal person. Ran against him. The problem is she doesn't live in the district anymore. When they redistricted, she's outside the district. Now she claims some grand conspiracy that John F. Kennedy was the guy who drew the lines. But the problem is he drew the lines like last year. It was well-known, well-documented, and she was not even on the horizon as a potential candidate. No, I had no idea. Um, but now they're claiming some sort of conspiracy, but now she's been thrown off the ballot. Even though her name is on the ballot, anyone who votes for her, her votes won't. the votes won't count. Um, sorry. Learn where you live. Pay attention. You got to learn how to I, – I just I, – I never understand, like, people who want to run for Congress because they say they're better and smarter and more capable than the people there, and they don't even know how to qualify for office. They, they can't figure out the paperwork. I'm sorry, but if you want me to believe that you're smarter than the other person and a better candidate than the other person, and that person was smart enough to figure out how to qualify for office, maybe do better. People are stupid. When we come back, can we talk about the national media effort to fluff up Stacey Abrams to make this woman no Emory? If you're listening, I can't read your jokes on air. I will get canceled and it will be your fault. A buddy of mine taking his daily constitutional yesterday composed a series of jokes that I can't read on the air. Some of them rather funny, but I can't read them. But I can't talk about the national effort to make the president of United Earth also the governor of Georgia, 
She's now walked back and apologized for her statement about Georgia being the worst place on planet Earth to live.